Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and we are so excited to have you here on this Friday. We finally made it to the end of the week. It is game week for the Duke football team. They don't play today, however. It's not game day, as we've been accustomed to to start the year. They play tomorrow versus Northwestern. We talk about that on today's program. My name is J.J. Jackson, the host of this podcast, a daily podcast devoted to Duke athletics. What a fun show we have had over the past few days. Good to have Andy Borman on, the former Duke basketball player, on yesterday's podcast. And today, thrilled to chat with Josh Cox. He is one of the hosts for the Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast, one of the only Duke football podcasts that you will find, period. We discuss what's going to happen this weekend with Duke football and a whole lot more. So thank you for listening to our show. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, Josh Cox joins the show right here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar, celebrate the freedom of choice with all of their amazing flavors. Did you know that they had so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well then you're missing out. Coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream. That's just to name a few. You know what my favorite flavor is? Well, it's definitely cookies and cream. It's so good. It's healthy, covered in 100% chocolate, and yet I've got so much energy after eating it. That is 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Wow, that's awesome. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy too. Order today and you got to try the new flavor. It's Grasshopper Cookie. It's a really good one or just order whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team. Isn't that great? Getting ready for some Olympics, track and field events and that sort of thing. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, Built.com, promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E D15 for 15% off your next order. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. Of course, JJ Jackson here, and I'm thrilled to bring on a new guest to our show. It is Josh Cox from the Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast, here to talk all things Duke football. Josh, it is football season. I'm thrilled that I got you on the podcast today. How are you doing, my friend? JJ, doing great, man. Thanks so much for the opportunity. And, um, you know, we're, we're off to a decent start, and I'm excited about Duke football and looking forward to talking uh, with you about it today. Yeah, as I've told you before we started recording here, I want to get into this for all the listeners out there. You guys have first just an outstanding podcast, but the other thing that stands out, Josh, is, and you guys have touched on this before on the Section 17 podcast, there's a lot of Duke basketball talk out there, like tons and tons and tons of it. 
not so much for Duke football, and I think the biggest reason, and you'd agree with this, is because of the lack of success that the program has had over the past 20, 25 years. So the fact that you guys are doing this and as dedicated as you are is amazing. A big, big fan of your work. Kind of tell me the origin of uh, how this podcast came together. Yeah, absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head there. We, uh, we're all podcast consumers. And, uh, and, and, you know, as you look around, there's a lot of Duke football, I mean, a lot of Duke basketball podcasts. And, and I will give credit, some of them would begin the season uh, of football by talking a little bit of football. But by the time the 1st of October rolled around, it was 100% into Duke basketball. And you never heard anything about Duke football the rest of the, of the podcast, right? So, so we knew there was kind of a need there or a niche there. Um, and then uh, they did start a All-22 podcast officially from Duke football, right. uh, which was kind of cool. But there was just no fan or even, even like an official journalist podcast about Duke football. And so, you know, our thing was, uh, you know, under David Cutcliffe, we're not as successful right now as we have been in the past. But the Duke football fan base did grow. And so, you know, we thought maybe we could fulfill maybe a need there uh, in the Duke football uh, podcast world. And so uh, April of 2020 uh, was our first episode launch we had no idea that we would not be in person for that first <laughs> season, but but we were two and nine, and we survived our first season of podcasting. And so the origin there is just, hey, we, we thought it was cool to talk to Duke football. We know we're fishing in a small pond. You know, the Duke football fan base is not huge, uh, but we're just trying to provide quality content. And if someone is looking for Duke football content, they're pretty much going to find us at this point. Let me, let me get a couple of follow-up questions in here. Again, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 Podcast joining us here on the program today. So what you're telling me, Josh, is that in the history of the podcast, when you correlate it to the success on the football field, the Blue Devils are 1-0 and at home since you guys have started this podcast. I mean, I mean, basically. Okay. That, that, that's you didn't want to say it, but I did for you. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Tell me about the name. If people weren't as familiar, like why, why do they come up with this Section 17 name? What does that mean if, if someone didn't know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there are four of us that, that do the podcast. Myself, Brian, who kind of co-hosts it with me. And then we have Scott Medlin and Jamie Holton. So uh, we, back several, several years ago, uh, we've been friends for a while. We decided to go in together and do season tickets. And especially where we were at that point, uh, financially younger in our lives, we got general admission uh, uh, season tickets. Awesome. So you sit kind of in the end zone area. And so we just kind of had to pick where we were going to sit. And so we were like, you know what, uh, let's go ahead. And we began sitting in Section 17. Then we started taking up the back row of Section 17 because we liked the view from up top. And, and so it just kind of morphed into – uh, hey, if you're going to find us at games, hey, we'll be in Section 17. We'll see you there. And so that's kind of what it uh, what it started as. So we decided to make that the name of the podcast. Well, I hope, Josh. Obviously, this this podcast continues to grow, and I think it is, and, and continues to be more and more lucrative for you guys. But with that, I, I hope you don't leave those Section 17 roots, Josh. And I hope as this football team continues to improve and that sort of thing, that we don't see you go over to the better parts of the stadium and that uh, the group stays there in Section 17. That's true. How crazy would it be if we were to sit where they actually had seatbacks? You know, that would be that would be ridiculous. It would change the whole dynamic of everything. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're kind of stuck now, right? We have to sit in the general mission section seventeen seats, but it's okay. We've got us a little crew around us now, and we're 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 developing our base, 
and we're enjoying hanging out with the fans for sure. So you mentioned the All-22 podcast, another look at Duke football. That's a Blue Devil Network production. David Shumate, the voice of the Duke Blue Devils, handles that and has a lot of the coaches and players on, and it really is awesome because that's insight that you're going to get uh, that you're not going to find anywhere else. But as you mentioned, you guys have this big-time football podcast that you've gotten into, but you're just fans in the stadium. Your crew, you mentioned them a moment ago. Does anybody have a broadcast, media, journalism, any type of background like that, Josh? Or are you guys truly trying to figure this out on the fly starting back a year ago in April 2020? Yeah, so, so Brian uh, Kennedy did go to school uh, for broadcast journalism. And he did do, uh, he, I believe he did an internship at our local ABC 11 uh, there you go. back several, several years ago. And so that is kind of a little bit of his background. He does not currently work in that field. He works in a different field. Uh, I guess you could say that um, I have the gift of gab. I'm a pastor, and so like I, I don't I don't mind talking, and so um, we kind of bring all that stuff together. But yeah, Brian would be the one with the background in it. The rest of us, legitimately, we pride ourselves on being fans, and we also kind of pride ourselves on having a working understanding of football and college football. And, and we don't just we're not just fanboys. We really do try to break it down and look at some X's and O's and things like that that can help the, the team. Well, let's look at X's and O's right now. Duke football is one and one. When I say that, what do you think? Um, unexpected, to be honest with you, for me, I really expected us to be 2-0. and oh, And I'm a realist, as we'll talk about a little bit later, I believe. I'm a realist about Duke football, but I honestly, um, I did not expect us to start the season off with a loss in Charlotte. Um, but you know what? We did. It happened. We were there. Uh, we drove down, made the drive to Charlotte. We were there. Um, but I will say uh, kudos to the to the team um, after losing that first game and then uh, against North Carolina A&T struggling in the first quarter, even the first half. We came out in the second half uh, this past Friday night and um, and really did play great football. And so uh, I would say a little disappointed, um, but you know I think I think reality is fine. They're one and one uh, Duke football. Hey, you can't complain about that. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at betonline.ag. It is that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the latest odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at BetOnline. Head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's brand new. That is brand new from our friends over at Bet Online. If you use promo code Locked On and sign up today, you receive a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo and make a bet on Thursday, September 9th's season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all these great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Remember to use promo code LOCKEDON.
So let's talk about the offense because obviously, as you guys have discussed recently on the podcast, you feel confident in what the offense is going to be able to do this year. And part of that is because there's a number 21 in the backfield who's uh, pretty damn good as Mateo Durant rushing for nearly 300 yards through two games so far and uh, six touchdowns already on the season. Did you see this coming, Josh? Be honest. Um, yeah, I have to be honest with you. We did. Uh, so for the past two seasons, and I don't have his exact uh, season numbers from the previous two seasons in front of me, but for the past two seasons, Mateo Durant was kind of the, the secondary back to Deion Jackson. Right. So we love DJ and a great, and hopefully he can get his pro career going and, and had a good preseason with the Colts and whatnot. Uh, but he was kind of that guy that would come in, you know, the third down back or, or you know, when Dion would go two or three series in a row, they'd bring Mateo in. Uh, and then, honestly, some of his uh, work was against, you know, in blowout games, whether we were blowing someone out or being blown out. He was kind of that guy that was in there against the second and 13 defense. And so uh, there was a little bit of a sense of, man, he had some incredible numbers. Over seven yards of carry last year, I believe it was, the year before that had great yards for carry. There was there was optimism, but in my optimism, I was like, you know, can he do this lining up as the number one back where they're keying on him? Uh, has he been the beneficiary of kind of the situations of football? Um, but I was confident that he was going to be good. But man, when we sat there in Charlotte uh, on fr- uh, two weeks ago on Friday night and watched him just wreak havoc. Yeah, uh, all over that field, um, man. We are a hundred percent believers, and I, I feel you know last week his his yardage was not the best, but three touchdowns. I believe Duke is committed to Mateo Durant, and I believe if we just get continue to get creative with him, continue to use him in all ways that we can, uh, I don't see any reason why Mateo can't honestly finish as an All ACC running back. Uh, I believe his draft stock is going to do nothing but rise. And I think Mateo could be uh, as successful of an NFL player as we've seen at Duke in the recent uh, history. Yeah, I mean, as a number two back last year, 817 yards already with 296 through two games so far. And looking at that opener, I'm sitting here thinking, if you have one 50-yard touchdown run in a game, you're doing something special. You have really created a big momentum, game-shifting play. Not to mention two of them, and one of them being in the final two minutes thinking that you're going to have a chance to win the football game. He's been spectacular. With that being said, though, Josh, going into the year, the biggest conversation was the quarterback position. Chase Bryce has departed, and uh, he's certainly uh, taken a lot of criticism, and deservedly so, with his play on the field last year for Duke. And a lot of eyes then on Gunnar Holmberg. I know that's somebody that you guys got a chance to interview before the season got going on your podcast, and uh, particularly through these first two weeks. I'm of the opinion that the fact that the country's not talking about him as much is a good thing because that means, for the most part, he's taking care of the football. Absolutely, absolutely. We are big Gunnar Holmberg fans. Gunnar's a local product. He's just uh, in Wake, uh, out of Wake Forest, North Carolina. And, uh, and so we have, since Gunnar has shown up on campus, we've kind of been waiting for the day that Gunnar would be able to take over. Uh, and so injuries plagued him early on in his career. Um, last year, uh, not to really get into that, but something happened last year, and we don't really know what it was. But at the end of the day, uh, David Cutcliffe was fully, fully committed to Chase Bryce leading that team last year. And so, uh, so Gunner has waited his time. Uh, he has been, uh, in my opinion, spectacular. He's nearly at 72% uh, on his completion percentage so far. He's like 250 yards a game right now in the first two games. 
And I think the most important thing that we've seen from Gunner is that he has taken care of the football. I know he had the fumble at the Charlotte game, and it was happened to be at the five-yard line. But there have been no mental mistakes from Gunner Holmberg. Any mistake he's made, whether it be not getting the ball out in the flat in the right spot, he's done that a couple times. He's misplaced the ball a little bit. Um, and he did have that fumble. But those are I don't believe those are mental mistakes. I think those are game play mistakes. And as Duke fans, and I believe as the coaching staff there at Duke would say, they can handle the game play mistakes. Amen. It's the mental breakdown and the mental mistakes that seem to plague uh, our quarterbacks last year um, that really did us in. And so I, I think Gunner, man, he's got an A so far this year. I think what we've yet to see is we've yet to see him really unleash the rushing attack that he has. Um, he's only rushed the ball a couple of times, but he's got two touchdown uh, rushes. But I believe as the season progresses that we're going to see him more as a dual threat role, and he does have uh, great speed. My fellow Duke fans, can you not tell that this guy is a pastor? I mean, he's sitting here preaching, talking about this uh, this Duke football team as they get ready for their game versus uh, <laughs> Northwestern coming up tomorrow. So uh, let's talk about let's talk about the defense uh, through eight quarters. What are your thoughts on uh, Duke's defensive effort? Well, I think that this is a toss-up for me. I think there are some individual players um, who have who have played well. I would agree. But, but the defense has definitely been the question mark, you know, leading into the season. Uh, we lost uh, basically almost the entire defensive line, yeah. uh, a flip over, some younger guys stepping into roles there. I believe the interior of the defensive line is a little more established than the edges are established right now. Um you know, we, we, we lost a, a starting linebacker, Rocky Shelton, off the team, um, and all of those things. We've gone through some coaching changes. Trooper Taylor switched over to coaching the DBs and, and things like that. So there was a lot going on um, in, in the defensive side of the football. So I would say this. I think there are a couple of players. Shaka Hayward is leading us in tackles, which shouldn't be a surprise, uh, as he led us last year, and he probably will continue to lead us um, in tackles. But I do think Lummy Young has really stepped up. Uh, Lummy, uh, I'm not comparing him to Jeremy Cash because they're, they're different players, but Lummy is uh, a run-stop first kind of guy. Like He loves to get up there at the line of scrimmage. He loves to hit people. He loves to tackle. Um, and, and secondarily probably is his pass defense. Jeremy was always a better tackler than he was a pass defender. And I think Lummy Young has shown that so far this year. And then a guy that we've noticed, and it's not necessarily – shown up in the numbers in a crazy way. But I believe Dwayne Carter really is the heart and soul of this defense. He was named a team captain, which does say something. Right. Uh, and, and Dwayne Carter's a heart and soul. And Dwayne Carter, as an interior defensive lineman, he may not have all of the numbers that we can just look at, you know, a stat sheet and see. But if you watch him during the game, I mean, he is all over the place. And a play can end on the other side of the field in the secondary. And, and if Dwayne Carter's not in on the tackle, he's right there beside <laughs> everything going on. Like, he's a hustler. And so I would say the defense, we, we've got to force some turnovers. We've yet uh, to force a turnover. Uh, we, we've got to, uh, you know, grab, grab some interceptions, do whatever we can. But this is just going to be a different defense. This defense doesn't have Victor DiMacchi. It doesn't have Chris Rupp. We're not just pinning our ears back and going after the quarterback every down. And honestly, that's okay. Uh, we can play a little bit better containment. We can, you know, be a little bit more vanilla here, but uh, we would like to see a little bit more from our defense for sure. Let me follow up with some numbers here. Shaka Hayward, 16 tackles versus North Carolina A&T. That's a good game for 
anybody, not to mention your top tackler uh, for a football program. And then Dwayne Carter, like you said, absolutely. The fact that you're a captain and have such little playing experience, the fact that you were chosen by the coaching staff to go to ACC kickoff, the big media day event, to speak without playing, I think speaks volumes to what you mean in a locker room. And, And Josh, you know this, those interior defensive linemen oftentimes they don't have the best numbers because they're just clogging up holes in the middle and allowing linebackers like Shaka Hayward to make the play. And so statistically, you're not seeing it there for Dwayne Carter, but there's no denying the impact that he's got on the team. The other thing looking at this defense, I'm glad you mentioned the turnovers because you're right, this Blue Devils defense has yet to uh, secure a turnover of their own so far. Also, this defense, Josh, is still allowing north of 50% on third down. This team's got to do a better job of getting off the field on third down, particularly uh, against this uh, Northwestern team and then going into conference play as well. Yeah, absolutely. And and I'll say this, and I'm not, I'm not a football coach, um, but I will say that we have a third down kind of package uh, that we bring in some guys um, a, a little bit in that package on third down, and I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to last us uh, throughout the season. Okay. Uh, especially like De- a guy like Daquan Johnson, who is getting a lot of playing time uh, in the defensive backfield. Uh, but at the end of the day, our DBs and our secondary on third down, I think once we get the ACC play, uh, our starters and our and our best players will be out there on the field on third down. And then, like you said, it's about guys like Leonard Johnson. It's about guys like Josh Blackwell, like winning those one-on-one battles. And can you uh, can you break up that pass? You know, can you get in that lane um, and deflect the ball? And so at the end of the day, yeah, it's really on the secondary there because let's let's face it, our defensive ends – are probably not getting to the quarterback anywhere close to what they did last year. Uh, We're really going to have to cover and play better in the secondary to get off the field on third down. Tell me about Northwestern. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, speaking of a mixed bag there, uh, Northwestern Northwestern is also one and one Um, One of the encouraging things that we brought up in our podcast earlier this week is that Northwestern gave up even more yards than what uh, Mateo Durant had against Charlotte. They gave up to Michigan State wow. to Kenneth Walker, um, and he had four touchdowns against them in Week One. Okay. And so their defense was very susceptible to the run um, in Week One. Um, in Week Two, um, their offense—they scored. I believe they scored on their first two possessions on offense. They were up fourteen to nothing, and I was like, "Man, you know, I, I stopped watching the game at that point, even." And uh, and I happened to click back over, and they were in like the middle end of the third quarter. And it was still like seventeen to three. They had only scored three more points, um, and so the offense really stalled. And so, uh, what we know, I guess, about Northwestern, um, Hunter Johnson is their quarterback. He is actually a transfer from Clemson. Duke fans, we know how that can go. Um, um, but Hunter Johnson is a transfer from Clemson. He started in twenty nineteen for Northwestern. That was the year they went three and nine, and then he did not start last year. And so he had his okay. uh, starting position taken from him. He's back as the starter this year. I would say this. I believe Hunter Johnson is a little inconsistent at quarterback. They're uh, starting running back for the season. They, they lost him before the season even started. So Evan Hall has taken over. He's a sophomore. And then they lost two, their top two wide receivers from last year. So their offense has really like gone through this big change heading into this season. And so I believe their offense is going to be – inconsistent as well and so I don't really know what to expect from them in the first week their defense was terrible in the second week I feel like their offense was terrible um so So who knows knows? (laughs) they may they may put it all together and have a great defensive showing and a great offensive showing or hey they may come to Durham 
and absolutely lay an egg. I will say this. I don't believe that we're playing the Big Ten West champions <laughs> this, yeah. this year. Sure. Does that make sense? No, I believe yeah. last year's team was, uh, was solid. Uh, they did well through COVID. Um, you know, they, they won the games in front of them. Almost beat Ohio State <clears throat> there in the Big Ten championship game. I don't think that's the team we're playing Saturday. I may be wrong. I may crow. Uh, but they're going to be good, but they're not going to be anything like they were last year. Let's start to wrap up with this. It's Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk Section 17 podcast joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils today. Four guys on the Section 17 podcast. I would encourage you after this is over to go listen to the Northwestern preview that they did because they've got stat after stat after stat. They're breaking down famous alumni from the school. They're doing everything. What they're also doing, as Josh alluded to a little bit earlier, these are four Duke football fans offering their predictions for what's going to happen inside Wallace Wade Stadium at 4 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. And one of them does not think the Duke Blue Devils walk away with a victory. I just so happen to be speaking with that individual. Josh Cox, you have the floor. Yes, so I'm, I am definitely a realist. In fact, we have been able to, uh, we've been able to interact with several Duke football parents. And one of the, the complaints I get every now and then from the parents is that we keep it a little too real and, and we're okay with, uh, <laughs> with stating the way we really feel about Duke and all those different things. Um, I believe to begin the season, I had us finishing five and seven. Okay. Um, and I did not have us losing to Charlotte, um, but I did have us losing to Northwestern. And so what I'm trying to do this year is I'm trying to stay consistent with what I predicted at the beginning of the season, unless Duke shows me something crazy good that makes me change my mind. And so I stuck consistently with what I said at the beginning when we did our season preview, we talked through every game and which games we thought we would win, which games we thought we would lose. So my other three co-hosts, so they, they say we're going to lose to Northwestern maybe in the preseason podcast. <laughs> when it comes to the week to actually pick them, they all pick Duke anyway. So I'm actually sticking with what I thought at the beginning of the season. I think it's going to be close. I believe I said it was going to be 31-27 to 27 Northwestern. Um, at the end of the day, hey, listen, we're probably one – forced turnover away from winning a football game i hope we do as i told our guys i hope i come on next week and eat crow in front of everyone uh, that i was wrong but i do have northwestern winning uh 31 to 27 but you also don't mind being wrong whatsoever as you're saying it's like let me eat all the crow in the world i, I want this duke football team to win and improve to two and one before they take on kansas josh cox from duke football talks section 17 podcast it's available everywhere. Let me let you get one last plug here. You could follow him on Twitter at Joshua Cox. But, uh, Josh, tell me a little bit more about kind of the weekly rundown of the podcast and when it comes out typically and that sort of thing for all the fans. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, and we, that's where we do the majority of our interaction as far as Twitter is concerned. That is at Duke FB Talk on Twitter. We also have a Facebook group. Um, just search for Duke Football Talk on Facebook. Um, and we have really good interaction there, especially on the Facebook group. A lot of uh, family of the players and whatnot as well. So it's really cool to see like uh, Mateo Durant's mom, like my son's going to rush for over 200 yards this Heck week. Yeah. <laughs> like, talking smack in the comments and stuff. So it's great. Um, and so that's where we, we find ourselves. The podcast, what we try to do each week we try to get feedback from the previous game, obviously previewing uh, the, the game to come uh, later on that week. Um, and then we, we have a couple of things tell the tape Brian does, some little-known facts sometimes about our opponent. And then we've started this year doing Alumni Alley, and that's our favorite uh, alumni uh, from the team that we're playing, just trying to give some respect there. 
but uh, a pretty cool little thing. We usually uh, release our podcasts on Wednesday morning. Uh, they typically hit, and uh, we interact with fans a lot. We ask for score predictions. We give away gift cards. We try to make it fun. And uh, so we would appreciate the support. Uh, Duke Football Talk, Section 17 Podcast. I would encourage it as well. It's awesome. Make sure you go check it out. And, Josh, I really do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to chat with me here on the program. And hopefully I'm looking forward to chatting to you a couple of other times throughout this football season. Thank you again for doing this today, Josh. Absolutely, JJ. Thanks for having me on, man. Go Duke. Go Duke, indeed. That is Josh Cox joining us here on the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. That was Josh Cox joining us here on the program today, and that was outstanding. Like, that guy, you could tell, is a big-time Duke football fan, and I just encourage them for understanding there was a need for Duke football podcasts. No one was doing it, so they said, hey, let's do that, and uh, I really do enjoy listening to it. Those guys are a whole lot of fun, and you got to give Josh a hard time, right? A Duke football fan podcast, and he's the only one out of the bunch to not pick them to win, but he stuck to his gut. He stuck to what he said before the year as uh, thinking Duke would go 5-7. and seven. So, again, thank you to Josh Cox for joining us on the podcast here today. It's uh, game week, and it's game day tomorrow for Duke football as they take on Northwestern. I'm hopeful the defense can greatly improve and excited to see what we're going to get out of this offense against that Wildcat defense. Should be a whole lot of fun. That'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We are so grateful for that. Five-star Friday. It's five-star Friday. We give a lot of buzz to folks that'll leave us five-star ratings. I need some so I can give some shout-outs again, so help me do that. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you on Monday. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.